Welcome back, everybody, to the Below Average Joe's UFC podcast. My name's Noah. He's Dom. Happy hump day. Happy hump day. And we are back with the second episode of our... Special episodes. Special episodes. <laughs> uh, overall, episode five of the podcast, though. Yeah, um, already. Not to get people confused. And uh, we got a fun one today. This is very interesting. Very fun. Uh, well, I should say... It is fun for you guys. We we were miserable. We were miserable. Doing yes, this. this is not. Fun. Um, the topic for today is we are in August. Uh, what's the date today? The sixteenth. We are recording this on the sixteenth. You are watching this on the nineteenth of right. August, two thousand and. So really, nothing's going to change in three days with titles. <laughs> well, I would assume. I hope not. I hope, I hope not. Uh, so. August 19th, 2020. We are predicting who will be the champion of each division. Every single division. A year from now on August 19th, 2021. Let it sink in for a second. Think about that. Just take a second. There's 12 divisions in the UFC. (laughs) That's a lot. There's 600 plus fighters in the UFC. That's a lot. I quit. Do this one yourself. (laughs) So, uh, the way we're going to do this is we'll both just give our... Well, first we'll tell you who the current champion is, and then we'll each say who we think will be the champion this time next year. And what's so fun about this is... There's no wrong answer. Well, there's a lot of wrong answers. When we look <laughs> back when we look back on it a year from now, there True. will be many wrong answers. There will only be one right answer. Will one of us go 0 for 12? Only time will tell. Probably both of us. Okay, fair enough. But... Um, what's what's so fun about this is you in the UFC typically if you have a good year you fight three or four times so if you lose one of those three or four fights you're pretty much out of the title picture at least for the time being so a lot changes with the title picture new guys emerge in the title contention some guys fade out Champions stay at the top and really show their dominance. Some other champions ex- exceed expectations. Yeah. Other uh, champions go ahead. Other Sorry. other champions get beat and fade or right off into the sunset. I yep. want to say it. So, um, and we're going to predict all of it. If we think a champion, a current champion, is going to retire, we're going to say it, and we're going to go off of if they're retiring. If we think they will stick around, we're predicting how good it goes if they stick around. There will be no cheating in this episode. I was one that cheated in the first edition of this. I will not be cheating today. And you will not be either. I already changed my pick and we haven't even started. Are you serious? Yes. I think I did too. As I'm sitting here. <laughs> I think I did while I was talking. Um, but yeah, I guess... Uh, let's get into this. Let's just get it. into it. And we're going to start with the women's divisions. Lightest to heaviest. Yeah, the lightest division. The 115-pound division, women's... uh, Strawweight. Strawweight. (laughs) I was about to say flyweight. Women's strawweight. Now, wouldn't a fly technically weigh less than a straw? Huh? (laughs) The fuck are you talking about? Carry on. You don't get it? (laughs) Flyweight. Hear me out, folks. Listen. Flyweight... Is 125. Straw weight is 115. But if you really weighed a straw and a fly, 
Don't you think a straw would weigh more? All right, so the current 115-pound <laughs> division champion is uh, Weili Zhang. The dominant. Well, I shouldn't say dominant. She's only had one title defense, Oh, right? she's dominant. Well, I mean, okay. This she, woman is 21-1. and one. She's, a do, like, she's a dominant fighter. She started hasn't, her career 0-1 and, and hasn't lost. And it. she actually, at this time last year, was not the champion. She won it a couple weeks uh, she won at the very end of August over Jessica Andrade. So, In dominant um, fashion. So really, she's had her one title defense since winning the belt against Joanna in what is fight of the year, fight so of the year right now. And um, besides that, been, we've been waiting to see when she'll fight next. I'm sure she's having troubles. It's supposed to be Rose. Yeah, supposedly Rose Namajunas is up next. Uh, so Dom, will Weili Zhang still be champion at this time next year. I'm going to be honest with you. I'm going to be honest with our lovely listeners. Mm-hmm. I originally, on my notepad, and you know how important the <coughs> notepad is. Right. If it's written, it's probably going to be stated in the podcast. Sure. That's not happening. I originally wrote Wei Li Zhang. Really? And then I sat here as you were doing our intro, and I thought, there's someone else that's going to dethrone her. They call her the female Habib Nurmagomedov. I, I knew this is where you were going. Tantiana Suarez, currently ranked number three in the strawweight division, at this time next year, will be the women's strawweight champion. Okay. Period. End scene. Um, for me, I am predicting Weili Zhang will still be on top of the mountain at this time next year of the strawweight division. Um, maybe the UFC changes the name of the division to flyweight to... <laughs> Uh, make you feel better. But, if they get a hold of this, I think it's yeah. a reasonable thing. But for now, uh, I think she will a year for now be the queen of the strawweight division. And um, the one person that I think I would consider, not even Rose, I love Rose, yeah. but would be Tatiana Suarez. Yeah. I just don't know if she will be, she's had so many injury problems, yep. currently injured. Yep. Don't know when her next fight's going to be. Um, I believe she's about one win away from getting that title shot. And if it I'm, wasn't for injuries, she probably would already had one. Oh yeah, for sure. It's kind of like how Habib took two years to recover. <laughs> They're so similar. And then it kind of delayed his inevitable title win. Yeah. But that's why I think she won't be champion quite yet. Doesn't mean I don't think she'll never be champion. Fair as right. long as she can get them injury problems fixed. And a lot not, of them are like neck related. If I'm not yeah, mistaken. and that's a that's a wrestler's nightmare right there. It's dangerous. That's dangerous. Could lead so. to back issues. Yeah. And- for sure. So I guess uh, moving on to the 125 pound division, the flyweight eh. women's champion. The new strawweight, a year from now. Yeah. So the current women's flyweight champion oh. is the magnificent Valentina Shevchenko. The bullet. The bullet. Mm. Dom, will Valentina still reign supreme in the flyweight division? There's no one in this division that will touch her. One year from now, Valentina will be and still forever and always. Mm-hmm. Now, if she fights Jennifer Maya next, which I think, I don't know if they even announced it yet, but that's, they, that's probably Dana what's said happen. that's what's going to happen. Jennifer Maya could provide a little bit of a threat if it gets to the ground, but we know that Valentina is still so good on the ground, mm-hmm. so underrated on the ground. And if you're standing with her, you're not going to win. Good night. Like, if she can dominate. Joanna, young mm. Jacek on the feet. No one's going to touch her on the feet. And still, forever and always, the bullet. Awesome. Um, I do agree with you that 
nobody in the women's flyweight division right now can beat Valentina. I think she is that good. Yeah. You know what I think it's going to take to beat her? Amanda. Well, Amanda's done it twice. Oh, wait. Don't, I forgot about don't your... Don't cut me off. Okay, I'll, I, I do that sometimes. I'm trying to get... I'm trying to set the scene. I know, you're setting the scene. Go ahead. I apologize. <laughs> so, currently, the women's flyweight division, there is nobody in that division who will beat Valentina. But... But... The current strawweight champion, Li Zhang, I believe, will be the woman to dethrone Valentina at flyweight. And be a double champ. And be the champ champ. And now, um, this puts a lot in the air. We have not seen anybody be able to hold on to both belts, to two belts, I should say, for a extended period of time. Outside of Amanda. Yeah, and that's mostly because... And she just had her first defense yeah. of the featherweight title yeah. a couple months ago. So really, in these two divisions where there's a lot more active participants, because women's featherweight is definitely like the least active division in yeah. the UFC, um, I don't know if she'll be able to successfully keep defending both. I just think at this time next year, because I'm predicting... Uh, Weili Zhang will probably uh, defend her 115 belt at least one more time. At least. Maybe twice, because Rose twice. is next. Yeah. So I say she takes out Rose. Then she fights Tatiana. Really? I don't know if that's going to happen by, what, spring? Tatiana is... I don't know how healthy she is right that's now. That's what I'm saying. I don't know that either. That's why I can't quite get her in there yet. But I think by the early summer, maybe midsummer, maybe uh, international fight week. Women's super fight. Women's super fight, and you know, Valentina could very. Uh, I mean, really, that fight can go either way. I just think uh, Valentina, she's been at the top for a while, and now you got Wei Li, who's um, really made a name for herself with that Joanna fight. She's and, a beast, man. Uh, that performance of winning the belt against Andrade in about 40 seconds. She's so good. She's impressive. The power is she's, impressive. She's so good. And she can definitely bring that power to 125. So I think she's taking that belt in a big summer fight next year and will ultimately have both belts in August. 115 belt might end up being vacated because of that. Who knows? But, um... Yeah, that's kind of how I see it right now. So then, um, I think it's fair to group these next two together, right? I mean, it's the same champ right now. So next we got our women's 135 and 145 pound divisions. That's the women's bantamweight and women's featherweight, respectively. Currently, the women's goat. Yeah, it's not even really close. The lioness, Amanda Nunes is on top of both. Dom, will Amanda Nunes still be on top? I'm just sitting here chuckling as if I'm looking through the rankings thinking something's going to change. There ain't a damn person stopping Amanda Nunes other than herself. Yep. The only way Amanda is not still the champion at 135 and 145 is if she retires. Agreed. Point blank period. Agreed. I agree with you so much that that's who I put for both. Yep, same. And I was very close, ladies and gentlemen. I was very close to 
actually predicting that the women's featherweight division will not be around by this time in 2021. Especially if Amanda retires. Yeah. And I think that's the only way it does get taken away. And I'm not ready to predict her retirement that in a year from now. I think she might still go on for a bit longer. But that women's featherweight division, you have to kill, you have to think, um, is essentially the only division that does not have a top 15 rankings. Right. Um, it was a division created specifically for Chris Cyborg because she had such a hard time making 135, but she was such a big name that they wanted to have her, and they made a division for her. We saw how that turned well, out. Well, Cyborg doesn't even fight the inaugural uh, title fight. It's Jermaine Durandamy and Holly Holm. And, and then she never even fights either one of them. And Durandamy and Holm end up having a pretty lackluster fight with Durandamy landing two punches after the bell. Very bad punches, and too. Very bad punches, and they did not take a point away, so she ends up getting a decision win. And what was overall just not a good card. Yeah. And uh, Durandamy says that she will not defend against Cyborg because of Cyborg's PED past uh, failures. So then the UFC's like, what the fuck? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You, you you really thought you were going to get this belt for a division that we created for Cyborg and yeah. not defend it against Cyborg. Yeah. So she gets stripped like less than two months after winning the belt. Yeah. And then Cyborg ends up winning the belt, holds it for a long time until Amanda comes in and beep bop, bloop, done. Night, night. Yep. Asleep on the canvas. Yep. She's she's dreaming. Dreaming. Yeah. She face planted on that canvas. Ran off the Bellator. Yeah, she gone. Well, I don't want to say it like that, but you get. She did point. win another fight. Yeah, yeah, she gone. She gone. She gone. So yeah, I don't see anybody beating Amanda Nunes. I've I've yet to see someone that can. I don't even know who's gonna. It's you know what's even worse. It's not even. I can't like. I can't see someone competing with Amanda Nunes right now. No. Let alone. I can't even see someone who's worthy of a title shot against her right now. No. In either division. I'm sure someone will step up. There's a contender in. Featherweight before there is in bantamweight. Yeah, Megan and it's An- Megan, Anderson. Megan Anderson. Look at the head, look at the featherweight rankings on my phone. There is none. Ladies and gentlemen, I know you can't see this right now, but I have the women's featherweight rankings pulled up on my phone. There's no rankings. It's a picture of Amanda with the belt, and that's it. If that tells you anything about that division, that's the way it should be. So uh, moving on. So that's the women's division. The women's There's division. only four women's divisions. So my end, like I guess, mine's are kind of boring because I only have two champions for four divisions, but but. Um, I, I, I really think the uh, whole 125 pound women's title is interesting. Yeah, I do too. Because that's a you know what people, newer viewers may not realize, but that that women's flyweight division is new, pretty fairly new. Yeah, it is. A couple years. Um, and I, it's nice to see that that division's pretty much flourishing. Right yeah, now. Jessica Andrade, the former strawweight champ, is planning to move to that division. That's interesting. Yeah. That we didn't even mention, but you were even thinking about uh, potentially yeah. maybe yeah. giving her that. Uh, you know she can slam people on their head. Yeah, she's uh, that's a tough ass chick, man. Uh-huh, yeah. We saw her fight in Cleveland. We did. She was the first fight of the card. A uh, little side. Oh, so this is when. It no, comes actually, out. episode it's, five. No, it's gonna wait. Okay. I think that'll. You're just we're, building suspense. Yeah, we're building suspense. There is a story that you guys will hear at some point. It'll probably. Man, never mind. I'll ruin that. Yeah. That'll be a. You see why? Spoiler. I, you see why yeah. I held back? Yeah. Now? Yeah. yeah. There is a story about Dom, and my, you know, we went to this card September 2016. I had just became a fan in June, 
So I'm still, like, you know, pretty casual. Like, I'm into it, but it's like I don't know a lot about it still. So Dom's, like, telling me a lot about these different fights going on. The first fight, the main card was Joanne Calderwood. Yep, against Jessica Andrade. And yep. Dom said something that will forever be the bane of his existence. Yeah, till the grave. Yep. It'll be on your tombstone. And you guys have to wait to hear about and it. And you have to wait to hear about it. All right. <laughs> now. Here we go. The Men's flyweight, 125 men's flyweight. pounds. Now, we do have a big fight coming up that could potentially uh, alter the, this prediction. That's what makes this so fun is that we do have title fights coming up every month that will ultimately mm-hmm. change this. Mm-hmm. Um, 255, it was announced that as of now, the headliner will be the current flyweight champion, Davison Figueredo, against Cody Garbrandt, the former Bantamweight champ, no going love. down in weight. Our boy from Ohio. Yeah. Don't so, like it. So, yeah. Um, We've discussed mixed it. Mixed thoughts. Yeah. Dom. Not big on it. Will Davison Figueredo. One year from now. Be the champ of the flyweights. The king of the flyweights, as Henry has said. Yes. Mm-hmm. The way he looked against Benavidez in two fights, specifically the second one, that dude is terrifying. There is not a guy in that division that I think carries the power mm-hmm. that that man does. The speed, the everything, and we'll get into him versus Cody in the actual preview episode, but let's just say, eh, I don't see Cody winning that fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Figueiredo beats Cody and continues on. Um probably takes out like a Moreno next or Askar, Askarov. Yeah, he's not losing that belt. Based off of the performances I just saw, nah. Yeah. Uh, and, and he might be finishing and, everybody. And you got to think. Not like, just beating him. You got to think that really, uh, I don't have Benavidez's record in front of me. 28 and 7. But the only losses he's really had as of the last few years was Mighty Mouse. Yeah. Like, he was, you know, that's been his one. Literally three of Joe's seven losses are to Mighty Mouth. Yeah. He beat Henry Cejudo, who yeah. has went on to become. Triple C. King of One of, of the best, I mean, one of the most accomplished, at least, ever. Yeah. Um, and he goes into that title fight, and I think a lot of people thought it was his crowning moment. Like, he finally gets to be the king king of the flyweights. Yeah. And Figueredo misses weight. There's a accidental headbutt. Yeah. Figueredo. Hits him with a crazy right hand that just floors him and fight over. But Figueredo misses weight, yeah. doesn't get the belt. Can't win the belt. Second they immediately fight. rematch for mm-hmm. the belt again. Mm-hmm. <sighs> Didn't go so good for Joey B. It was a horror movie. Yes. It was scary. Genuinely I have, scary. I have never been more terrified watching a fight in my life. Yeah. It was bad. I sat there with my sister... <laughs> watching that fight and I legit like almost had tears in my eyes. Uh, I was so nervous. It was hard to watch. Like I thought he killed Joseph Benavidez. Literally murdered a man in the octagon. Thank God. Thank God. Thank God he didn't. But wow. That's how scary that dude is. And I just you know, uh I don't know I just don't see uh Cody definitely will have a tough time with that fight, I think. Just going down and wait. You saw how that worked out for TJ Dillashaw, a yeah. guy who and had he was, beat uh, Cody he, twice. And Cody or uh, TJ uh, got knocked out at 125, and he was cheating. So yeah, on just want to throw that out there. 
So, uh, needless to say, uh, I think Figgy's going to have a long, <laughs> long reign of that division, as long as he wants to stay at 125. Exactly. Because he is big enough to move <laughs> to 135. Yes, and you've is. seen And you saw with Cejudo, that's what his move ended up being. And Figgy um, is bigger than Cejudo. Who knows? Maybe Mighty Mouse, if he had stuck around longer, would have done that. But, yeah, I guess the aforementioned 135... The men's bantamweight division. What a division it is right yeah, now! Yeah, really. This is a, this is the division that's going to be the, uh, one of the hardest to predict, I think, because I feel like from here on out, they're very hard. It's very hard. So think about it like this: um, we just at Fight Island UFC 251 a month ago got crowned our new men's bantamweight champion in uh, Peter Yan. Yes, I accidentally called him Peter Yan before, but it's Peter Yan. Uh, he beats Jose Aldo convincingly. Yes. Now, it looks like it's going to be him versus Aljo, Aljamain Sterling. I, I hope so. And, and from there, like, we have a killer's row yeah. behind him waiting for Th- their this shot. This top five, really the top ten, is just nasty. So Dominic, yeah. Will, Pewter Yon. Reign Supreme? Reign Supreme of the men's Bantamweight division. No, he's not even going to have one title defense. You think Aljo's going to beat him, don't you? He will fight Aljamain Sterling, and if Aljamain looks anything like he just did against Sanhagen, mm-hmm. he will win. And not only that, but he takes my list here on the notepad as the Bantamweight champion one year from now. One Aljamain from now. Sterling. I think he, against Jan, would pull off pull off a decision victory however mm-hmm. which again we can break that down in a preview episode sure. if the fight gets announced but yeah my champion one year from now bantamweight Aljamain Sterling interesting uh, that's a good pick I mean he, he definitely has a lot of he has a lot of momentum and I love right the now. camp he's at yeah uh, Sarah BJJ out yeah, in New York yeah Longo and there's a bunch of killers we got out Matt there. Sarah then we just got we were talking about Marab Devout Davalish Vili, yeah, he looked incredible. Yeah, they may have to fight at some point. They, Probably. They, we mentioned that last. Or, yeah, uh, I mean, I, I, who knows? They they may not. But then you got, I mean, Chris Weidman's in that camp, yeah. things like that. So uh, yeah, that, that's a good pick. The He's, funk he looked master. At, he looked incredible against Sanhagen. He took me by surprise because I had Sanhagen winning mm-hmm. that fight. That's who I picked, mm-hmm. and woo, I was wrong. Yeah. Um, I'm also going to say that Peter Jan will not be the champ at this time next year. However, I don't think it's Aljo that holds the belt. Hmm. I think it's the uh, the Magic Man. The Magic Man. Marlon Marais. Mm, so, Marlon Marais has fought for the belt before. Now, now tell me his path to the title. Here. Okay, so first I'll say that he did fight Henry Cejudo for the Bantamweight belt. Henry coming off that um, awesome showing against TJ for yep. the flyweight belt. TJ gets popped for EPO. Henry moves up to bantamweight to fight uh, Marlon Marais, who was the obvious number one contender of that division. Um, Marlon looks really good early. The leg kicks are a problem for Henry. He, he dominated even, round one. Henry even, I'm pretty sure, broke his foot or something in that fight. Second round, though, Henry makes the adjustments. Marlon kind of tires out a little bit. Yeah. And um, uh, ends up kind of getting beat up uh, leading up to the finish. And since then, um, Marlon 
He's only had one fight. Yeah, I think his only other fight since then was against uh, Jose Aldo. Jose's a, Jose's debut at Bantamweight. In a fight a lot of people didn't think a Marlon A lot won. of people thought Jose won that fight. So uh, this pick is definitely, I guess, bold for that reason because he's, in a way, coming off of two unconvincing performances as far as his title aspirations. Um, his way to the title, essentially, for me. He's been pretty much... It's pretty much been confirmed without being confirmed that Marais's next fight is going to be against Corey Sanhagen, right? Who you just talked about losing to Aljo. That's Marais, a fun fight. It's a fun fight, and Corey Sanhagen is again no joke. No joke. He could be. Yeah, he like, he definitely like, could. I mean, he really didn't even get a chance to show anything against yeah. Sterling. It was just like Sterling just came in, pounced on him, yeah, got him done, got him down in that rear naked choke, and it was done in like a minute. I think Marais wins that fight against Sanhagen. I think he's too powerful. I think that power is going to basically make Sanhagen fold a little bit. Um, from there, I think Jan beats Sterling. Okay. Um, a very close fight, probably a decision. Yeah. Um, probably a fight that will be a lot of like feeling each other out. I don't really see either guy getting like super hurt or anything. I can but see I think, a lot of grappling. I think ultimately Jan will get the decision. Um, from there is where it's hard to kind of predict because really Marlon would, in theory, be, be the next. next guy. But um, there's a lot of unknowns about Cejudo maybe coming back. You and, still don't know about Cody. Yeah, Cody could always co Like, if he wins against Davison. Or I, even if he loses, yeah, he's still going to be yeah. top five in the and they, I mean, even if Pedro Munoz gets a big win over Edgar this Saturday, yeah. he could very well be inserting himself back into the top five. Jimmy Rivera's out there. Yeah. He's not done yet. Uh, there's so much. And, okay. Their division's crazy. I, and what's funny is if we had done this episode a week ago, I might have said Sean O'Malley. Uh, his, not just because he lost – but also the foot injury is going to hold delays him. His delays timing. him. Yeah. I still think that guy's probably a future champ. But um, it's just kind of funny that like he's another guy that would still he, by this time next year he's probably looking on the doorstep of top five. Yeah. Uh, so all in all, I'm going Marlon Marais. I think I think he'll be the one to take the belt off of Jan. And I think I think it's the power thing for me. I know that. Uh, I mean, he's knocked out Aljo, so... Yeah, and I do think... Well, actually, okay, I'll give you the exact path here. I think he beats Sanhagen. Then I think he'll be matched up with Aljo after Aljo loses to Jan. I think he sleeps Aljo again. Yikes. Which I know is tough because I do like Aljo a lot. Um, I just think that Aljo is just someone that's... um, He'll he'll give he'll do a lot of really crazy like cool shots, but it always leaves him open for yeah. like it's risky stuff. Yeah, he, he's a risk taker, and Marais <laughs> sees that is like a shark smelling yeah. blood when he sees someone doing stuff like that. Yeah, that's how he slept him in the first one. I see the second fight going probably a little longer than the first one, and it ended up the same result ultimately. Gives him the title shot against Jan. I don't know if he sleeps, Jan, but I think Marlon's. I think he's ready to make that title push again, and I I'm a big believer in him. That guy's you believe got in the magic. He's got the power. He's got the speed. Uh, just got the cardio's got to come, but um, or got to improve, I should say. But 
God, that dude's scary when he's on. When he's mm-hmm. on, he's on. Oh, yeah. That's true. So that we move Bantamweight, up. weight, man. Move, moving up to the 145-pound division. This is so hard. So hard. Every one of these divisions, I swear, from 135 <laughs> to heavyweight, mm-hmm. was so hard. The men's featherweight division. Current, Current champ. Yep. Go ahead. Alexander the Great Volkanovsky. Mm-hmm. Who has defended his title once. Against Max Bless. He beat Max Holloway for the belt and has defended it against him once, controversially. Yes. So, Dom, will Alexander the Great Volkanovsky still be on top? He will not. Right. The Great no more. The Great no now, more. Now, as bad as I wanted to pick Max Bless to regain the title. Mm-hmm. I don't really know if that'll happen, and I don't really know the path Max is going to take necessarily to even get back to a title shot. But what I do know is that I think Zabit, Magomed Sheripov, and Alexander will fight by the end of 2020. Mm-hmm. And Zabit gets the dub. And from there, Zabit continues on. It's the Zabit era. It is. 18-1 currently. Alexander's twenty-two and one. What a fight that would be, by the way. But Zabit is a scary dude, and uh, if he beats Alexander, it's hard to say anyone else in that division right now can beat him. But I'll be interested to see like how people like Brian Ortega and Korean Zombie match up against each other. Mm-hmm. I'm very interested to see what Max does when he's back, what Yair Rodriguez does when he's not injured. Yeah. But I forgot about Yair too, yeah. man. That's... If I'm going out on a limb. That's how I see it playing out. I think Zabit gets a title shot next. Uh, With this fight falling out against Yair, you can't really deny him anyway. I, and I don't think the Max trilogy needs to happen. Yeah, and I agree that I think Zabit will be the next defense for Alexander. And I also think that Zabit will win that fight. But mm. I do not think Zabit will be the champion by this time next year. And let me tell you how this is going to go, right? Let's hear this. So we have a big fight uh, coming up that we just talked about in episode four. Uh, Brian Ortega versus um, Korean Zombie. If you haven't listened to episode four, by the way. Yeah, check it out. I had a lot of fun with that one. Oh, yeah. Chan Sung Jung. The I think, Zombie. I think Korean Zombie wins that fight. And I think he gets paired up with Max Holloway. Oh, man. And I think Max Holloway beats Korean Zombie. Oh, man, you're throwing me for loops here. <laughs> And then I think Max Holloway and Zabit will fight some point, probably in late spring, summer. And I think Max Holloway reclaims his spot at the top. I think Max Holloway... The blessed The blessed era era is back. back. And then... This time next year. Around when this time period will be next year, I think we'll be looking at him versus uh, Volk 3, assuming Volk does not go on some sort of skid. Because you got to think, Volk loses the title, guess who he's probably paired up with? Yair. Ortega or Yair. Yeah, yeah. Yair's still in there. Um, I actually think if Zabit wins the belt, I think they'll re- they'll, end, they'll put him and Yair together as like his first defense, and I think he'll win that fight by like a decision. Um, but yeah, that's that was a lot I just threw at you. But ultimately, I think the blessed era is back at this time oh, next year. I would not complain about that. Yeah, and I and I, you know uh, we'll see how active he is through the next year. That that he would have to fight a couple times there, but he's he's proven to be game for oh, this kind of Oh, he's game year. to yeah. fight anyone. 
Yeah, and I think he is. I just, think he's willing to earn. He is his title to me. Then. He is such a um, matchup nightmare for most of that division. Yeah, it seems like Alex has a good game plan for him. Yeah, um, and Zabit will be more towards his kind of size. Yeah, but I just, I think Max is gonna. I think Max is going to snatch that shit from Magomed Sharipov. The blessed era back, this yeah. time next year. Yeah. Men's featherweight. I do want to make it clear that I, uh, that was a pick that I changed while talking. Yeah, that's why you were throwing me for loops yeah. there. I originally had Zabit as well, and then I, I just had that weird feeling like, I think the blessed era... I think he's going to have a fire in him to really... Yeah. Like, he might come out and try and finish everyone. We get to see Mini Bless smile again. It's going to be a good time That'll all around. So, the men's lightweight, uh, the 155-pound division, uh, the best division in the UFC right now. Uh, oh. Currently uh, ruled, just, uh, just dominated. By the Eagle. By the Eagle, Habib Nurmagomedov. Who does not look to be slowing down. However. Oh, he has a tough fight. He's got a tough fight with Gaethje. And there are a lot of retirement talks being whispered out into the world. Yep. So, Dom, will the Eagle continue to soar at the top of the lightweight division? The Eagle, this time next year, will be retired. He will not be the lightweight champion. Now, that's not me saying he'll lose to Justin in October. That's me saying well, Habib will not be fighting. Will he lose to Justin in October? Well, they'll have to tune in in October for the preview uh, show, won't they? See, I even I want to know. I do this show with you. Alright, but anyways. Habib will be retired this time next year. Riding off into the sunset. My champion... Of 155 pounds, the most competitive division in the UFC right now. One year from now. El Diamante. The Diamond. Dustin Poirier. Nice. Lightweight champion of the world. Nice. What's his path to get there? Well, that's an interesting one. So. I feel like you kind of have to. There's a couple different paths here. You have to at least give some sort of. There's a couple different paths. Path number one. Habib and Justin fight in October. Habib wins. Habib goes on to complete his father's wishes and complete his legacy and fights GSP in April to finish out his career 30 At the welterweight division. At welterweight, or I personally think it should be at catchweight for no belt at all. 165. To be honest. Um, But either way, he's getting rid of the belt. Whether he lose, I don't see GSP coming to 155 and fighting for the belt. Hopefully, that's not what happens. No. But you know, anyways, he he's gonna vacate it or something, mm-hmm. right? Then there's gonna have to be an interim, or not an interim, a fight for the vacated title. It's hard to deny Dustin. Now there are talks of uh, Dustin just actually tweeted recently. Red panties? Question mark. Now, if you're listening and you don't know who that reference is, that's the notorious Conor McGregor talking. Sure. The infamous baby, break out the red panties. Conor McGregor made us rich, baby. So, 
I'm going to come out and say it here. Dustin and Connor rematch at 155 because their original meeting was at 145. Dustin beats Connor McGregor at 155 pounds. For the belt. Yes. That could be uh, very well be the vacated title fight, or it could be Dustin versus Tony. Those are the two fights I would see being for the vacated title. Mm-hmm. Now, pathway number two. Justin Gaethje beats Habib in October, setting up the rematch against Dustin. Dustin, of course, beat Justin Gaethje in their first fight. Mm-hmm. They rematch again. Dustin as the number one contender. Justin Gaethje as the champion. Dustin Poirier gets it done again and becomes the lightweight champion. Mm-hmm. Then would defend the lightweight championship against a Tony, against a Connor, against an Oliveira if he were to continue the way he's going right yeah. now, which is a guy that is so slept on in the division. And we talked oh, about yeah, this in the last sure. podcast. Dustin defends the belt against Tony or Connor and beats them, which takes us into August of 2021, and he is still the lightweight champion of the world. The Diamond Dustin Poirier. Oh, boy. See, I'm staring at my pick right now. Yeah. And... I am very... I'm very... I'm, I'm, I'm thinking about switching it. But... Golly. Golly, Dom. Golly jeepers. L. L. Come on, let the people know. I know this is. I don't know why. Do we need to? Do we need to pick up at one seventy and come no, back? No, 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 no. All right. What's so it going to be? Let me talk myself through this, right? Okay, talk yourself. So first step this. is Habib and Justin. Yes. I don't. Okay. Actually, I should start by saying this. I think Habib will also be retired. I should have mentioned that at the beginning. If Habib was. If he's not retired, then I would assume that he would probably still be at the top, in my opinion. Yeah, yeah. But I think him going to fight GSP um, will make him vacated. So, therefore, I'm picking Habib over Justin as of now. That could change in the two months that we have. But for now, I think Habib will beat Justin. I think he'll end up vacating at some point in the next few months. And you get a fight like Justin Gaethje versus Dustin Poirier. And Gaethje gets I think revenge. I think Gaethje gets the revenge this time, therefore making Justin the champ. And that is what I originally had. But in my but in my head, I'm 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 torn on if uh, Justin will likely defend one more time, or one time, before this time next year. Yeah. And the only name that's sticking out to me as a potential title defense is two people. It's Tony Ferguson or the notorious Conor McGregor. And which one is going to be more likely? Conor McGregor. So Are you about to say you what got, I think you're about to you say? You got Justin Gaethje versus Conor McGregor. Justin Gaethje in the biggest spot in his life. The biggest fight he will ever have against Conor McGregor. The biggest name in the sport. The biggest name the sport has ever seen. And that is why, psych, I'm going with Justin Gaethje. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> nah, you Connor fanboys, get the fuck out of here. Whoa, whoa. 
I was like, Justin, go smash your boy. Whoa, keep listening to the podcast. <laughs> you don't have to turn it off. This is all Noah. Oh, I'm just kidding. I love Connor, but uh, I was actually for a second really thinking about switching it to Connor. I think that'll be Connor's next fight. I don't think he'll fight again till around the summer. Or a Justin Gaethje title shot. Yeah, I don't like. I imagine that he will not fight until then. I think. I mean, a lot of it's going to depend on when fans are back because I think the UFC is really being reluctant to put him in a fight when they can't get any live gate from it. Yeah. Um, and that's understandable. And he's it's not like Connor's ever been one to to necessarily be like, yeah, let me fight three months from now. Yeah. That man takes longer damn breaks than I do at work. But, <laughs> like, Christ, man, I'm just... That fight's really exciting, and I, I definitely could see it going either way. But I think Justin, um, he's been showing a new... The new, new Justin Gaethje yeah. is a dangerous... And, that, and that's my reason for man. picking him over Poirier. I think Poirier, Poirier looked great in that fight with Dan Hooker. That's a fight that went back and forth. Another fight that's of the year. That's a fight year, of the year contender. contender. Um, and Dan Hooker was hitting him with everything. But Dan Hooker is not Justin Gaethje when it comes to that that power in his yeah, hands, that wrestling ability. Not that J- Justin ever shows it, but Justin least, touches people and puts them to sleep. Yeah, and I, while I don't think he beats Habib, I think he'll give a good enough performance that'll warrant him getting a, a title shot title off shot. of the loss against Dustin. I think he'll win that, and I think he will beat Conor McGregor to hold on to the belt by this time next year, or they'll at least be planning for that fight. And you know what's so hard about this is, like, there's still a guy in the top five named Tony Ferguson. Yeah, and that, and I feel bad not the talking about... Man I feel division. bad not talking about Tony because I think a lot of people are sleeping on Tony, again, because he just lost to Justin convincingly. Yeah. And that's ultimately the reason why I don't think Tony will be champion is because Justin looked so good against him. Yeah. I'm not saying that if they fought again, Tony wouldn't have a, a better game plan or look better, whatever it might be. But I, I, I do think Tony will bounce back. And I think you could be looking at a rematch with the two of them this time next year. Mm-hmm. But I don't think uh, he'll be fighting for a title in the next year. We haven't even heard any news on when his next fight will be. I wouldn't be surprised if it is Dustin. And Dustin it's a fight that makes sense. or Dan Hooker. Or Connor. Those are the uh, only Connor three people. Happen. I just don't see it. But that's my thoughts on the 155-pound division. Just a hard, a terrible division to try to... We're going to have so much fun looking back on this oh, next year. That's going to be so much fun. Now, moving up to welterweight. 170 up, pounds. Moving up 15 pounds. The current welterweight champion, the Nigerian nightmare. Kamaru. Usman. And uh, Usman has looked good. He dominated Tyron Woodley. Had a fight of the year contender against, well, probably was the fight of the year of 2019 Colby against Covington. Colby Covington. A fight that was really going back and forth, but ultimately Usman got the stoppage in the fifth round by yeah. just, you know, landing some harder shots and being able to put Colby down. Then he just defended last month against Jorge Masvidal, um, obviously to six days' notice. Um, but, but Usman, like, basically enforced his game plan. like he he did what forced, he had to do to win he forced the what he wanted to do on Mosby Yeah. So, a lot of fans are soured on 
Usman for now because of that fight not being as exciting as they wanted against Masvidal. And that sucks for him. It does. But Dom, will Kamaru Usman still be on top of the welterweight division? Yes. This time next year, Kamaru Usman will still be the welterweight champion of the world. He will successfully defend the title against Gilbert Burns, whenever that may be. Mm -hmm. He will successfully beat the winner of Leon versus Jorge, if that fight happens. He will successfully beat the winner of Colby versus Tyron, if that fight happens in September. It doesn't matter who in this top five gets a title shot after Gilbert Burns. Kamaru Usman is too dominant Mm -hmm. in his prime, too powerful, too knowledgeable and intelligent in that octagon, too good with his wrestling. Mm -hmm. I don't see him losing the belt within this next year. Yeah, he really has a good style for being a dominant champion. You've seen it with like Khabib and guys. The fact that he showed how good he can strike really is what sets him apart because his wrestling is unmatched in that division. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, with that being said, I disagree. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I do not think Usman will be the champion of August of 2021. So much so, in fact, I don't think Usman will leave 2020 as the champion. Wow. You think Gilbert Burns beats him? I think Gilbert Burns beats him. Interesting. Under, under, uh, what's the word? Um, underdog pick. Yeah. Obviously. And for good reason. Usman yeah. deserves to be the favorite of that fight. But uh, Gilbert Burns was a training partner of Usman. They trained. They were teammates. Yeah. Trained a lot together. Uh, Gilbert Burns is a powerful striker with some amazing jiu-jitsu. Two things that I think can be a recipe for an upset there. For I Usman. like what you're Usman, Usman looked a little uncomfortable. And the few exchanges he had yeah. with um, Masvidal. Masvidal. And then in the Kobe fight, yes, Kobe not being a natural striker, being able to hit Usman well. But I, I think that was because they both guys knew that neither was much of a striker. And they just stood and banged yeah, with each exactly. other. Exactly. No wrestling. Usman, utilized. I think, in a fight with Burns would much rather get him on the ground than oh, stand yeah. with him. Yeah. But then you do that, and then you have to worry about Gilbert Burns. The BJJ. BJJ. And I think that's an upset waiting to happen there. A submission even, potentially. Potentially. Actually, I would be... I might even say yes. Uh, so then, Gilbert Burns, champion. So you might be thinking, oh, okay, well, that's going to be his pick then. No. No, you'd be wrong. Unfortunately, you would be wrong. I think, you're gonna, I think you're going to gonna see some welterweight hot potato here during mm. this time. You got Usman passing it to Burns. And then I think Burns will lose the belt to the MAGA man, Chaos. Colby Covington. That is your champion one year from now. Unfortunately, yes. Now, Colby, don't get me wrong. Incredible Obviously. Fighter. Champion worthy talent. Yeah, fifteen and two. Cannot say that I'm his biggest fan, but I respect his talent. I think Colby is going to beat Tyron Woodley convincingly. I agree. And then going off of there, the winner, like since Burns would win, I think that 
sets up that match with Covington right. since it would. I mean, you could even argue that Colby, even if Usman did beat he could still Burns, I think he could get a rematch because that fight was so close up until Usman got the finish. But um, I think by this point next year, Colby will be champion. And I think you'll be looking at that rematch with Usman, which will be in a just, I think it's going to be set up so well for, like, to make, to be, like, a big fight. Yeah. Kind of like the fight we just saw yesterday. Like, I think it's going to be set up well. And um, if I'm being honest, in a potential rematch with this two, I think I would pick Colby to well, win. Well, you thought Colby was winning that first fight, I right? thought Colby was winning that first fight up until he lost. <laughs> I keep saying that. Yeah. <laughs> But I I thought he was getting the better of those rounds, at least the majority. I thought it was, well, I thought it was probably 2-2 going into the fifth, but I thought Colby was winning, the, winning fifth. the fifth up until the last minute and a half or so. Um, so, yeah, uh, it doesn't really give me much pleasure, but Colby is just, I mean, he is a dog, man. You like, can't take away the talent. His pressure and his... And, you know, for as much as people kind of make fun of, like, his striking. The it's Us- not like he's bad. The Usman fight, notwithstanding, because neither guy is a, is a natural striker. You're going to bring up the Lawler Ro- fight. Robbie Lawler fight. That fight, he set a record. He did, he did whatever he wanted to Robbie Lawler in that fight. And I hate saying that because I'm – Robbie Lawler's one of my favorites of all time. But mm-hmm. he – looked like he was on another level against Lawler. I think Colby's got the skill set. I think, uh, I don't like the character he does, obviously, but that's kind of the point. Yeah. Um, I think that that character, even if it is, is like, I think that, um, that can be money-making for potential big fights. Um, a fight with Usman, a rematch. Usman going for that belt again. Colby at the top this time. I think that could really be a big matchup in a year from now. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, sorry, uh, Mr. Usman. Sorry, Mr. Burns. I'm, 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 I'm predicting some hot potato there. I like it. Um, yeah, so up to the middleweight division. 185. Yep. Boy, do we have a big title fight a month from now. We do. And I'm actually, uh, well, currently, Israel Adesanya. The last style bender. 19-0 undefeated. The current champ of that division. And looks like he's on the cusp of uh, all-time great status. In, he, a, in a couple uh, years, I should he say. He is on track. Yeah. yeah, that's what I mean. Like, he's definitely following that Anderson Silva blueprint for how to be a GOAT. Yeah. And what a guy to follow if you haven't yeah. listened to our top ten list. Yeah, and he's looked incredible. I mean, that fight with um, Robert Whitaker when he won the belt, like... Pretty much shut him out. Now the Romero defense, not so much, but Pretty I blame that more on UL, not yeah. Israel. But I digress. So, with that being said, Dom, will the last style vendor keep dancing at the top of the middleweight division? One year from now, the middleweight champion will be Bobby Knuckles, Mister really? Robert the Reaper Whitaker. Wow, regains the middleweight championship. Wow. Now, hear me out. I got to hear the path here. So, we're talking about a guy, by the way, that's still only 29 years old, which is mind-blowing to me. I just wanted to point that out. Robert Whitaker, by the way. He's younger than Israel Adesanya, which is crazy. 
Okay, so Israel and Paulo Costa, Costa, mm-hmm. Costa. Yep. Costa. 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 Okay, they fight a month from now. I don't know who's gonna win. Stay tuned for the preview episode, right? So whoever wins that fight, obviously, is the champion. Now, I believe that the co-main event for that fight, which has not been announced yet, I think it's going to be Whitaker Cannoneer. That fight is official. It's more so when it's going to happen. I think Whitaker gets it done against Cannoneer, earning him the title shot against Costa or Adesanya, whoever it may be. I then believe that Whitaker beats either one of those guys, no matter who the champion is. That's surprising. Yeah. I, believe, I can I can see picking him over Costa. I believe that he can outpoint either one. I know he looked bad against Israel, but I think Whitaker's back with a with a very very large chip. On he his did shoulder. say that he feels re-energized after that loss. Like he he enjoyed being in the gym again and and training and all that. And so now, obviously, that's only two fights, right? So, say he fights next month against Cannoneer wins. He would probably fight again at the end of the year or early of 2021. Mm-hmm. So then, wait, how is he still the champion come August? Well, I think by that time, we're honestly looking at a number one contender of a Jack Hermanson-type fighter. Whitaker, I think, wins that fight all day against Jack Hermanson. Mm-hmm. Therefore, getting me to August of 2021 with Mr. Bobby Knuckles, the new, and at that time, defending middleweight champion nice i like that pick because i love me some bobby knuckles robert whitaker but um i disagree and here's why and here's why this big title fight next month is so big in my opinion that whoever wins that fight i believe will be the champion this time next year and i this might be a spoiler for who i'm picking for that but i'm going with borchina Paulo Costa. The eraser. I think he knocks out Israel Adesanya. Ooh. And I will get into my reasons why on a later episode. The preview episode. Stay yeah. tuned. And a lot of you, I'm sure until then, will be like, this guy's crazy. Adesanya has looked fantastic. I only ask, this is my preview for why. I only ask that if you are questioning Paulo Costa's ability to win that fight and win it convincingly. I ask that you go watch Adesanya versus Gastelum. See how fight of the year. see how Gastelum looked, and don't get me wrong, not taking anything away from Gastelum, but seeing how hurt Adesanya was at parts of that fight, it compared with how Gastelum looks to Paulo Costa. The that's, sheer power. That's all I'm gonna say. I think Paulo Costa, and I really don't have much to say besides that. I don't think I need to get into who he's beating throughout the year. Give him anybody. Anybody. Feed him more. He's knocking out anyone he fights. I I think that dude is just lethal. And Whew. ultimately, let's say her, uh, let's say uh, Cannoneer beats uh, Whitaker. So then you do Cannoneer versus Costa. <laughs> night night. <laughs> He gone. See ya. Barely knew ya. Let's hey, say Robert Whitaker wins. Come on now. He the, takes down the Reaper. The Reaper will be visiting Robert Whitaker. <laughs> Wowzers. Uh, let's say it's Jack Hermanson. Gone. That's funny. 
Wow. That's funny. No respect on Jack Hermanson. No, okay. I I guess I didn't give him much either. But. No, Jack Hermanson's great, but I, I just think if if Paulo Costa proves me right and performs in his in his biggest fight the way I think he will, I just don't no see. No one's taking it from him. Unless him and Israel rematch somewhere down the line and then Adesanya is able to outpoint him. Outpoint him. Um, I, don't, I don't see the winner of this fight I see being on top for a long time. At least for the next year. I don't hate it. Yeah. So I'm going with Paulo. And I think that will take us into the light heavyweight division. <sighs> what a hard division this one is. I think it's harder and harder. Yeah, the, the thing with light heavyweight is it's... Um, a lot of unknowns. Yeah, there's... More so it, it's not... It's one of the least uh, stacked divisions. Yep, true. But there's so... The division is in a state of flux right now. Yeah. You have the champ... It's, the it's current stalled. champion... It's literally stalled. Current champion is John Jones. Holding out currently. He last fought at UFC 247 against uh, Dominic Reyes, a fight that we both thought Dominic Reyes won, along with everybody but the judges judges who scored it for Jones. Correct. And John Jones himself. John Jones thought Reyes won? No, no, no. Like, John thinks he won. So, John Jones and the judges. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Very close fight regardless. Yeah. He has not fought since, and he is now in a contract dispute or money dispute, however you want to word it, with the UFC brass. Has pretty much said that, like, he's not going to fight for the rest of the year at least. He even called for a... Heavyweight title shot. Well, not even getting to that. He called for the light heavyweight title, next title fight, to be Dominic Reyes and Jan Blahovich. Mm. Well, after Saturday, he starts jawing about being the next heavyweight champion, calling out Stipe. Yeah. Saying he will be the baddest man on the planet. And we'll get into heavyweight. But, Dom, will John Jones still be the GOAT of the light heavyweight division this time next year? He will not be. And that's not to say that he's going to necessarily lose his light heavyweight championship. I think it's more so... He defends it one more time in 2020 before moving to heavyweight, or he just goes straight to heavyweight, mm-hmm. therefore leaving the light heavyweight up for grabs. Right. That is where I believe Mr. Dominic Reyes comes back into the title picture by defeating more than likely a Jan Blahovich mm-hmm. or a Tiago, um, assuming he can beat Glover Teixeira in a right. couple months. But I ultimately believe that this time next year, we will be seeing Dominic Reyes as the light heavyweight champion of the world. Awesome. I think that's a probably the most likely pick if you're not going to go with someone like John Jones. I also don't think John Jones will be light heavyweight champion this time next year. I think that... Uh, so. Um, Dana White at the post-fight press conference and really leading up this whole week when reporters had asked him about John Jones. He said that they reached out to John Jones to try to figure out are you wanting to fight the Reds yeah. you know, right now? Because they are they're trying they say he said there will be a light heavyweight title fight before Dana the, end, didn't of, say that. the yeah. end of twenty twenty. Sometimes Dana says stuff and he oh, it's yeah. not able to hold True. up. True. Things change. But I believe that that's the plan. So I'm going off of that. I don't think John Jones is going to fight before the end of the year. I think Jan Blachowicz and Dominic Reyes will fight for the undisputed light heavyweight belt. You think it will be completely vacated? Not just an interim title fight? 
I mean, either That's way. That's the question. Either way, I think it'll end up being undisputed at some point. Fair enough. I think Dominic Reyes wins that fight against Blahovich. All respect to Blahovich. That guy has really came on strong. Yeah. But I think Dominic Reyes is the younger, the faster, and the more technical fighter. Very technical. Yeah. Especially with that striking. Blahovich yeah. might have a power advantage, but Dominic Reyes has got some incredible striking. Yeah. Very big guy, or tall, lank, yeah. lanky guy as well. So I think he beats Blahovich. And this is definitely getting ahead of myself, but then I think John Jones will be back in 2021. And I think he will come back to rematch Dominic Reyes. He is no longer light heavyweight champion. Dominic Reyes is, but he is coming back for the light heavyweight belt. I think John Jones beats Dominic Reyes more convincingly than the first fight. Than the first fight. But then But then I think he moves up to heavyweight and will vacate the belt again. And th- tell me this is not the most John Jones scenario ever. So then I don't know if it'll be Reyes fighting for the belt, but I don't think it matters who's fighting for the belt because there's only one guy that's sticking out to me that I am ready to see get that belt wrapped around his waist. And that is? Tiago Santos. And some of you might have paused. Maybe some of you asked yourself, who is Tiago Santos? Tiago Santos is one, of my, fa- of, one of my favorite fighters in the UFC right now. And that is due to the fact that at UFC, oh gosh, 239. I think it was 239, yeah. I believe that's what it was. I think. He fought, Fact check us. He fought John Jones for the light heavyweight belt. With one leg. In the first round, something, I kind of forget how it goes. I think John is the one who does it to him, but ultimately. Probably one of those damn oblique kicks. Tiago Santos tears his ACL, his MCL, his PCL, and all, his meniscus. All the CLs. Literally his entire knee. Is gone. Done. In the first round. Of a five-round five fight. See ya. 25-minute fight. See ya. You're on one leg now. One leg for 20 and I th- minutes. And that's in the first round. First round. I thought Tiago Santos still won that fight. I agree. Tiago Santos put on the most incredible performance for someone with one leg. One leg against one of the best fighters of all time. After that fight, in his recovery, he had to learn how to walk with that leg again. Think about that. Now, you hear that. And when I first heard it, I got a little nervous. I was like, well, that's impressive. But how's he going to look upon returning? But how's he going to look upon returning? Well, he has a big test. He has a big test with Glover Teixeira, who I think he will steamroll. Knockout? Yeah. All respect to Glover for what he's doing at his age. But Santos is a freak. It's it's just, it's not fair. (laughs) And I think Santos will be back in that title picture after that fight, but I don't think he will win the belt until right around where this right around the August. Yeah, I I think it'll be sometime in that in that time frame. Um but I I guess uh if I had to pick who he would beat to get it, it would probably be Dominic Reyes. And um John Jones moves the heavyweight and he will probably fight there for a very long time. Which I guess segues us segues into, into the final, the, the, the final division. one, the the UFC heavyweight division, currently held by the greatest heavyweight of, of all, all time, time. Stipe Miocic. 
my favorite fighter of all time. One of yours. OH. IO. The man. The one and only. Now, Tom. We, we know. skip this? <laughs> we don't have to talk so about this. So, we... We, everybody who's listening knows, we are huge Stipe fans. And they're like, all right, these guys are just going to pick Stipe. Turn off the video. They're not going to listen. Now, Dom, will Stipe remain the baddest man on the planet this time next year? Say it. You know you want to say it. And still. <laughs> Stipe Miocic will still be the heavyweight champion this time next year. Listen. This man's coming off the best trilogy in UFC history. Dominated Daniel Cormier wins four rounds to one. He will defend his heavyweight championship at the last pay-per-view of the year, ideally, in quotations there, against Francis Ngannou, a rematch. He will defend successfully against the heavy hitter, the Mike Tyson of the UFC, as you say, Mm -hmm. Francis Ngannou. Another convincing, dominant victory. Potentially a finish, but definitely a win nevertheless. Right. This then lines us up for the super fight. The super fight. Now, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't know what I'm talking about, I mean Stipe Miocic defending the heavyweight title against another light heavyweight champion, John Bones Jones. Now, this is where we're going to differ, Noah. Possibly the biggest fight in UFC history. That's a big fight. Especially we're talking because you have to consider goat status. You have to consider that you're saying that Stipe will beat Ngannou a second time, and yes. everybody thinks Ngannou is the next heavyweight champion. Yeah. So him winning that, I mean, you are talking all-time great. I'm yes. already talking that. I have him at number 10 he on my list. He technically is my number 10 now, because yeah, I said if, as well. if he wins, he passes Max. I mean, he's the undisputed heavyweight GOAT of the UFC. And he's just going to further build his legacy, because listen, Noah. You're picking Stipe to beat John Jones. Listen, this super fight will happen. International Fight Week mm-hmm. next year, 2021. Mm-hmm. Stipe Miocic does what no one thinks is possible. He will beat John Jones. Wow. And become a top five UFC fighter of all time. Of all time. And still. And still. OHIO. Now. Stipe Miocic. There's one of us. We're pulling for our boy. Stipe, I've broken down all of his accomplishments. Most consecutive title defenses in UFC heavyweight history. He has cleared out all the legends, the up-and-comers, the everybody. He, he gets the nod over DC, completes that trilogy. I think he also goes on to beat Ngannou. A second time. This is where we differ. And I think that he finishes Ngannou the second time. And then when I was talking about with Jones earlier, the reason, so Jones comes back, avenges that controversial win. At light heavyweight. <laughs> yeah, over Reyes. But then I think he's, there's a greener pasture for him. And that's the super fight with Stipe at heavyweight. 
And Stipe is just the man. This is a fight that could set him up for all-time great status. One of the one of the top three fighters of all time. I think John Jones beats him definitively. That hurts I, you to say that. I know it does hurt me to say that. By I, the way, I did want to say I don't just think Stipe is going to be the champ because he's like my favorite. Mm-hmm. I genuinely feel. That in a fight versus John Jones, he can win that fight. But I just wanted to put that out there. I think John Jones will beat the shit out of Stipe. And I have to say it like that because it's like pulling off a Band-Aid. You don't don't slightly pull it. You just rip it off. Rip it off. I think Stipe would be done inside two rounds. John Jones does not necessarily have the power in his punches. Especially, he's not fought a guy as powerful as Stipe. Stipe will be the most powerful. But Stipe is not an Nganu where he puts his all into every punch either. We saw Stipe, when he was having trouble with Cormier in these three fights, it was Cormier's hand speed. John Jones... (laughs) is one of the fastest people I've ever seen when it comes to hand speed and, more importantly, kicks. the leg kicks. Yep. And that is where I think the uh, the biggest advantage is going to be here. So that is my biggest concern in that super fight is the kicks of Jones. I see it playing out first round. Head kicks, body kicks, leg kicks. First round, Stipe gets beat up, has his moments, but mostly gets beat up. Second round, I see it right before my eyes. Stipe's trying to do some body work. Doesn't see the head kick coming. Oh, no. Head kick, done. Wow. Face plants on the canvas. Night-night. John Jones and New. Well, this is the last ever episode of the Blue Average <laughs> It really hurts me to say that. But I, I, I kind of had... The, the reason why I'm not struggling um, as much to... like At least that it looks like I'm not struggling that much... It's because after last night when I was sitting there thinking about it, because we talked about it on our drive home, I just had to, like, in my head, I was like, I had to accept it. You have to be at peace with it. And don't get me wrong, I will root for Stipe every moment of that fight. I'll be his biggest supporter, and I'm going to hope that I'm wrong. But, ultimately. (laughs) But John Jones is a bad man. And I think John Jones will be declared the baddest man on the planet. That would put him at number one all time, no debate. Passes GSP, passes probably Anderson. Probably. Granted, there's no other trouble he gets into on the way there. Yeah, which is not so, guaranteed. Yeah, that's that. Those are our thoughts. What, did what you, a fun episode! Yeah. So, what did you? Was there anything about mine that you found um surprising or? Because we didn't talk about our picks. You know, I'm going to say the one I was most surprised by was you picking Max to regain the title. Well, that's what caught me by yeah, surprise. I mean, that was definitely a late, uh, late change. But the only one that I was going to say and held off on was, and I'm not changing my pick mm. here, but I think it is a possibility that Davis and Figueiredo could move up to 135 after two defenses of the flyweight title. 
and potentially challenge for the belt there. And I genuinely feel he's big enough and strong enough to compete. Mm-hmm. However, I did not want to go out on that far of a limb because I felt the limb would ultimately snap out from underneath <laughs> of me. But yeah. other than that, I mean, really everything is... Yeah. I mean, I mean, most of your picks I thought were pretty... Re- I mean, I thought you had good reasons, very reasonable. I think the one that I would be the most shocked of is Robert Whitaker. That's what I figured. And I love Bobby Knuckles. I would love to see that. I just think that those top two guys, I mean, I said it myself, I think those top two guys are the top two guys yeah. for the next year at least. Yeah. Um, besides that, though, I mean, I was very close to picking Cody for the flyweight title, but... I don't. I kept thinking about the nightmares I had from Figgy beating Benavidez. I think we're going to have similar nightmares. Yeah. But that's for a preview. That's podcast for another episode. For another day. So, Dominic, tell the people where they can find you in the social media world. I will before hmm. we go into the socials. I do want to say to the lovely listeners of our Below Average Joe's UFC podcast, mm-hmm. I want to know what they think. Oh. I want them to leave comments below. Yeah. I want to know, who's your champion in every division? What do you guys think? Do you agree with us? Do you disagree? Are we stupid? Are we smart? I want to see. I want to see what they want. I want to see where you... Yeah, that's a good point. I want to see where you guys... Or we want to see, I should say. Yeah. Where do you differ with our opinions? Where do you think that we hit it right on? Uh, keep it, put it in the comments on the YouTube video. I think it'll be a great for all of us Conversation to look back piece. a year from now because the comments that you guys leave a year from now will likely roast your ass. For oh yeah, it too. you think we're gonna be the ones <laughs> just getting roasted? No, 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 no. We're bringing you guys into this too. Uh, so I, I think that would be great. Uh, get involved in the comments. We'd like to see some more comments. So far, my cousin's really been pulling his weight on our videos so shout out to shout out to caleb thank you shout out caleb um but i'd like to see some comments people leaving their thoughts on who will be champion of different divisions and we hope you all enjoyed this this was a very different idea yeah and that's what i think that's that's kind of what i want to do with these wednesdays i want it to be more than just a top 10 i don't want it to be something that you can find on another like an mma on point youtube channel or whatever I think it's best to try to be Branch unique, out, be unique something, but something that still excites us. And this was something that was so this was, exciting. This was very cool. And we have a lot of big plans for these Wednesdays. I was able to ride out about 15 just off the top of the dome for about an hour the other day. And I shared them with Dom last night, and he was uh, liking most of them. Oh, we're so, going to be grinding out yeah. the special But episodes. we will wait. We'll wait till uh, the next episode to kind of give you tell you guys what we'll be doing then. But um, now? Now, the socials. You know, uh, Instagram, Twitter, Deasily14. As always, our personal podcast, Instagram, below average Joe's underscore podcast. Mm -hmm. And you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at NTBaker underscore. As for this Friday, we will be previewing another preview show this Saturday's fight night. Yep. Pedro Munoz. Versus Frankie Edgar. Frankie Frankie's Edgar's debut. Debut at Bantamweight. Long awaited. Yeah, so that'll be fun to go over that, preview what our thoughts are on that, as long uh, as well as whatever news comes out. Oh, from, there's going to be some news. From now until then. So we'll definitely be having some news. Hopefully no fight cancellations hopefully like last not. week. But then that Monday we will obviously do our recap show of uh, the Saturday card along with the news that comes out 
from the weekend. Them. Yeah. So um, you with, guys know the drill. Yeah, you know how it works. Uh, so like and subscribe the video and ring, ring the, the bell. bell. Ring the bell so you never miss never a podcast. Never miss a podcast. And with that, we're out, and we'll see y'all on Friday.